Hello, hello. My name is April Malone and I'm with Yes, I Work From Home and this is our podcast. Today we have Ryan Langer with us and uh, we we go way back, don't we, Ryan? Yeah, about 30 years. Yeah. Um, I remember the day that your parents got married and I think you got, your birthday is only two days after me. So, um, so yeah. just to get it out of the way, Ryan, actually, we share grandma. Uh, our, our fathers were brothers. So, uh, we are first cousins and he is very gracious and um, it's kind of cool because we haven't always been in touch all these years. We've lived out of state from each other. And I think now that we are both working from home, we've had a lot more reason to talk and connect more recently. And so he uh, yeah. was willing to go with me on this podcast first. Uh, worked out really well for me because uh, we tried to go live today and it was a total train wreck. Uh, the 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 program that I was trying to use didn't work with my computer and we were trying to go live at the same time while troubleshooting um, and just deleted everything. So what I want to say about that though, is that it was really, really good for me in retrospect to experience that frustration because it just gives me a little empathy again for all the people who are currently being thrust into all this new technology, working from home unexpectedly, these teachers here were doing online teaching. So I don't know, I think we kind of gradually got accustomed to working from home and these people are just like, boom. Yeah. And I, I had those feelings today. It was just all new and it didn't work. Yeah. So thank you for coming yeah. today, Ryan. My pleasure. I'm excited to talk about working from home. So let's just go way back to the beginning and talk a little bit about what happened before you started working from home and how you came to that point. And then we'll kind of delve into a little bit of what it was like for you to make that transition. Yeah, so um, I worked in ministry for about eight years after college. Uh, that's what I went to college for. And I was um, working in a ministry job about five years ago, right after my daughter was being born, or right after she was born, um, just kind of going through the motions, uh, you know, bringing in the paycheck. And um, my wife had just started uh, a direct sales company. And she said, you know, you don't like your job. Why don't we have you stay home? You can take care of the kid and kind of keep the house clean so that I can focus on my direct sales uh, business. Um, so I kind of jumped at that uh, for a while. I I was just a stay-at-home dad for about two years um, and focused on that. Did a little writing uh, in my spare time. Uh, and I've, I've been blogging for about uh, 15 years. I uh, started that in, in college. Um, so that kind of laid the groundwork for me to eventually about two years ago, go into freelance writing, uh, and, and editing. And I started with that, uh, just kind of bringing in some extra income, um, take some of the pressure off my wife cause I wasn't working. Uh, and then eventually I decided to just make a, an actual business out of it. Um, so now I'm, uh, focusing on the, uh, entertainment industry doing, uh, primarily, uh, writing for Dungeons and Dragons, uh, but publishing my own uh, books and PDFs, uh, managing a team, uh, editing, marketing, uh, project management, all that stuff. So really, uh, if, if I looked back four years ago, I never would have thought I would have been here, but uh, the process was gradual and um, 
I've learned a lot and grown a lot and will be growing a lot more uh, this coming uh, few months, especially as school starts up and everything. So um, yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to talk about what I've learned and um, hear about April's experiences as well. Yeah. So I totally forgot to read the bio that we had uh, prepared, <laughs> but I think you covered most of the stuff already, right? Yeah, I Let's think so. Let's see. Uh, so it says two years ago, he started his own tabletop game design publishing company and has thrived working from home. So uh, your daughter is five. And is she, what grade yes. is she going into? She'll be starting uh, kindergarten. Right. Here. So we also have Pretty a five-year-old just starting kindergarten yeah. now. I think we're about a month yeah. ahead of you in, as far as schools in Arizona. We started the end yeah. of July. Yeah. So yeah. Ryan actually lives in my home state of Minnesota and you've been there except for maybe a little hiatus into Wisconsin most of the time, right? I've been in Minnesota since fifth grade. Right. So basically my whole right. life. And it's very different. <laughs> um, and they're, and even their school dates start a little later. So you guys have had a little bit more time to get ready for this uh, change. And which school yeah. option have you decided to go with? I'm assuming you've been given some choices. Yeah. So we actually, uh, the state is doing, uh, distance option and, and hybrid option. We just opted to go with an all online, mostly just for the sake of consistency, because we don't know how long schools will be in person and our daughter thrives on consistency. So uh, we just said we're going to do uh, K-12, uh, which in Minnesota is IQ Academy. So, uh, yep, waiting for all those school supplies to be shipped in and starting to get on a schedule from the uh, summer break slog and yeah it'll be fun yes yes and we're doing the same thing we also have opted to just go ahead and stay online uh john yep. and i both work from home and we're here we're here and honestly it's easier well it's not it's 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 challenging any every every different direction you go but not having to leave yeah. the house every morning and drive to school and then come home and yeah. then go pick them up it just makes less breaks in the day and we like our kids so mm -hmm. uh, not that people that send their that i mean we we were very happy to send them to school and we were really hoping yeah. that that would be the case but at this point where we live we've just decided to go with this for consistency and our school's going to let us yep. make a change um they'll let us change our mind every quarter they'll let us uh opt oh. for a different choice if we want to that's nice. Uh, yeah. There's a lot to talk about with that, but I think we've got other things to get into right now. Yeah. So let's go back to the beginning again. So your your wife is was working with the direct sales, but I know that she also mm -hmm. has a full-time job. So when yeah. how long has she been doing that? Because I know she's working a lot of hours. Yeah, so uh back when I started working from home, she was working for uh college our, our alma mater actually mm -hmm. uh, St. Mary's University and now she's working for um, Austin Public Schools uh, Austin Minnesota not Austin Texas uh, so she's she's uh, works in tech for the public schools so troubleshooting all the uh, tech issues that are going on right now uh, and she also works about 30 hours a week for um, doing direct sales right. and she's a, a director for that yes so she puts in long weeks long weeks yes yes she uh does. so at some point we need to talk a little bit about like division of labor in the household is this, does most of the yeah. household uh responsive do most of the household responsibilities fall on you at that point then 
Yeah, so um, I I have done most of the housework, uh, the the simple stuff, you know, dishes, laundry, all that. Uh, she kind of still takes care of the more um, rearranging the furniture and stuff like that. Uh, and then uh, I used to do all the cooking, but we switched to vegan, and that is definitely not my strong suit. So uh, she does the cooking now, or we just order out and cave. Um, uh, we actually recently hired uh, someone to come in and help us clean every two weeks, which has been a huge blessing, uh, especially as my business keeps getting busier. Uh, and as we go back to school, there's just, you know, something's got to give. So we decided to invest in our mental health and um, get someone else to help. That was our goal for this year as well. And we're taking a, we're taking a pause on that idea at this point. But yep. yeah, that's goals here. <laughs> so Realm Warp Media. Yes. Let's go there for a minute. And then I want to go back and talk a little bit about... Um, just how working from home is working for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what do you want to know? Just tell us, <laughs> just tell us a little bit of like how you got started and that transition. Yeah. So, um, it's kind of actually kind of just like falling into a dream almost. Um, I was introduced to this, this game Dungeons and Dragons, which I had never played before, but my buddy said, Hey, let's just, get together and you can try it out and play it. And I, I loved it. It was a great time. And then I found out that, you know, I could like, it was a creative endeavor and I'm a, I'm a fundamentally creative person. So I just, I started doing some writing for that in my free time. And then I found out I could make money doing it. I was like, okay, uh, that sounds like a great business opportunity. And I just decided I was going to go for it. And two years later, I'm managing a team of about 15 people. So, so this was just all recently in the last few years, right? Yeah, about, uh, I think I technically founded the company in November of 2017 and didn't really get on my feet until March of 2018. So it's been a just barely over two years. After only having, having been playing the game for one or two years? Uh, about a year. Wow. Yep. My brothers are really yeah. uh, big they get into the costumes and the figurines and all yep. the things. Um, have yep. you always been playing online or do you do in person? Well, I used to play in person. Uh, lately, everything is online. Um, yeah, I kind of prefer playing in person, but um, I, playing online is better for my business. So. Oh, so yeah. are you writing? Are you writing storylines? Yeah, so I write storylines. I write like different uh, rules that you can insert into the game that are different from what the the core game offers. Uh, I write like different like settings, different worlds to play in. Um, so like I recently basically converted the myth of Camelot, which is one of the most famous myths, and I say this is how you can play D and D in Camelot. Oh. Um, and I had a successful Kickstarter for that. That was uh, a learning experience for sure. Um, so yeah, it's a little bit of everything. It's it's creative, it's technical, uh, kind of fills both both sides of my brain. What are people paying you to do? Uh, sometimes I will contract my services out for like editing or writing. Uh, I I prefer if I'm getting paid to do the editing, uh, just because it's a little less, um, it's a little more technical. It doesn't tax my other work. Um, 
but mostly I'm I'm paying myself by creating ideas, uh, hiring people to execute the ideas, um, and then people buy the products, and that's really how I get paid. I get paid a percentage of royalties, um, anywhere between five percent and sixty five percent royalties. Wow! And these um, products, yeah, uh, where are they located? Are they yeah, so uh, most of them are PDFs. They're located on two different websites that kind of uh, specialize in Dungeons and Dragons, uh, DMs Guild and Drive Through RPG. Um, and I have a few print-on-demand options. So if if you like a fancy hardcover, you can uh, buy one and print one off. But um, those for now, those are the two places that they're available. I'm looking into doing some web design and opening my own storefront, uh, maybe getting some stuff in like brick and mortar stores as well, but uh, it's a, a learning process, right. making this up as I go. So we talked <laughs> a couple of years ago and I know you were doing some freelance writing. Was that also all D and D or was it other stuff too? Yeah. So I worked, uh, I did Upworks for a while, uh, which is kind of a, like a talent scout for basically any skill, but I, I did mostly writing a little bit of editing there. Um, and I actually was employed with one client there for about a year. I did uh, a relationship advice blog, actually. I reviewed uh, dating websites uh, and I basically said, you know, this is uh, dating tips for divorced dads or, or dating tips for single dads or widows or, you know, stuff like that. So uh, I, I did a, an article a week for, of that for about a year. I um, didn't know this. Was, <laughs> yeah, it was... Uh, it was a wild ride. Um, I know. And I, then I did. I, I told you about Upwork, but I only did like two jobs <laughs> and you like took it and ran with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just finished that in, in about January. Um, I decided to focus more on the, my my business, uh, but I still love taking freelance jobs, uh, mixing it up a little bit. And uh, yeah, I've done everything from like helping people write letters of recommendations to helping them edit their thesis papers. So I, I love the variety that I can find. Let's talk a little bit about your transition to working from home. So you had been working in the ministry and I know you had yeah. moved a couple of times. And so is it when you came back to your current city in Austin that you decided to be the stay at home dad slash freelancer? Yeah, so we were in Winona still at that time. Uh, where my wife was working at our alma mater. That's a hard word to say. Um, and I think I was at home there for about a year. Uh, basically doing, I, I technically started my business there. Uh, we moved back to Austin in 2018, uh, in May of 2018. And uh, that's where I really started to dedicate myself to making um making this a business, not just like a, a side gig. Right. So at this point, yeah. do you feel like you would label yourself as a stay-at-home dad or a working dad or kind of like a stay-at-home working dad? I, yeah, I kind of feel like I have three jobs. Like I am a small business entrepreneur. Um, I'm a stay-at-home dad and I'm to some extent, a housekeeper and teacher as well. Right, right. Um, so a little bit of everything. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'd say I'm all three of those. Things. I feel it because I think like when I would drop my kids off at school, I would be in the parking lot and I was able to volunteer 
and kind of do all the same things as my stay-at-home friend, my stay-at-home mom friends were, were doing. Yeah. But I was waking up at 2.15 in the morning to be able to work full time and like working yeah. 20 hours on the weekend. And so I was, it's almost like you're living in a double life sometimes. Yeah. And, and especially like liking my job, like it, it started off as recreation for me. Like I have to be very deliberate about putting it away. Mm. And, uh, like sometimes I'll work on the weekend, but uh, I, you know, I try to be very deliberate about being present um when I, when i could easily work 60 hours a week and and enjoy it um you know setting those boundaries is difficult so you're one of those people who is that it was like your hobby and then you started getting paid yes. for it and it's not like you want to just put your work away at the end of the day it's also your your fun yeah yeah so i mean i'll, I'll be like oh, i need to be productive today there's things i need to do but like if I'm bored and I don't know what to do, like I'll naturally gravitate towards doing some work, um, which is like a blessing and a curse at the same time. Yeah. Not everyone can say that. Not everyone feels that way about no. their job. So no, I'm very lucky. And I, I am intentional about that um, because of the way I've felt about my jobs in the past. Mm. I, I won't do anything that I am not in love with. So There you go. So let's talk a little bit about when you started working from home. And I guess, what were some of the challenges that you remember from when you first started working from home? I know you had kind of a gradual transition, yeah. but can you just talk about some of those challenges? Yeah, I think um, the biggest challenge was not swinging too far to the um, just like, oh, I, I'm at home, I can relax all the time. Like, I, I think when Mina was first born, like, I played a lot of video games with her, her like, right next to me in the bouncer, or um, it was it was really hard to get into the mentality of this is a place where I can get work done. Um, and, you know, there's, there's days when I can choose to sleep in, um, and then there's days when I need to get up early. And I, I think, I think not relishing in that freedom not abusing that freedom was my biggest challenge because I've always kind of um, early in my life, I always kind of tended towards um, procrastination and being a little slothful. Preach. Um, <laughs> yeah, it probably runs in the family. Uh, so I, it was setting that routine and those schedules and uh, finding ways to motivate myself to work, even if I loved my job, uh, you know, once it becomes your job, even though you like it, like, oh, like I should be procrastinating for my job or cause that's just what, what people do. Um, so that was, that has taken four years and is still in process. Um, and every time our life changes, I have to readjust. So, um, right. yeah, just setting those, those routines and schedules has been probably the greatest, uh, challenge. Who determines your production schedule? Is it something that you just kind of do as you think of it? Or are you do you have any time demands or deadlines? Yeah, so when I when I take jobs from clients, uh, they'll typically have deadlines, but I can choose not to take jobs from clients. Um, I just end up getting paid less, which is, you know, I'm free to do. Um, but other than that, like when I'm making my own material, I set the deadlines. Um, and I try to be aware of my team's mental health and the fact that, you know, life has to come first. And 
uh, you know, trying to kind of be the boss I wish I always had. Um, yeah, so I, for the most part, I'm in control of my schedule, uh, you know, within reason because we have to, to eat and pay rent. So let's talk about your team for a minute. You just mentioned a team. Yeah. Now, how do you divide the labor? Who Who's in charge? How does that work? Yeah, so I basically act as the project manager and creative director, uh, which usually leaves me doing all the things like um, budgeting and uh, HR and marketing. I pretty much just take on all those. And then I, I seek out uh, other freelancers and other contractors, but I kind of work with the same ones uh, a lot, as well as kind of bringing in newbies every once in a while to kind of uh, train them into the industry. Um but I typically find people to do the stuff that I don't like doing. Um, so, you know, I, I like writing. I can write, but I'd prefer to, like, just do the more visionary and creative work. So I find writers. I find people to do, like, the layout, the putting all the words on the page and stuff, because I definitely cannot do that. Um, so I and I find artists because uh, I cannot draw. <laughs> people won't buy stuff with stick figures. Uh <laughs> So, yeah, that's I look for things to fill the holes of stuff that I don't like to do because uh, it's worth paying people for that. So I've heard people say that you should delegate the things that you are bad at and you hate. And then you delegate yeah. the things that you are good at, but you don't like. So I do feel like you're to that point at this point. Yeah, I'd say that's that's a good summary of what and then the next step i think is to delegate the things that you're good at and you enjoy but they're low value tasks yeah that's a good a good uh, way to put that that's probably where i'm headed good yeah. so let's talk about right now some challenges not challenges maybe current do you have any current frustrations or things i know that you're in a transition right now with uh your daughter's school what are some frustrations yeah. that you deal with now uh compared to when you started um, well, managing people, I didn't have to do that when I started because I was doing everything myself. Mm -hmm. uh, so I am learning. I don't have a degree or training in project management. I'm learning it all as I go. Uh, and I have to deal with people's, you know, having to take time off for this crazy world that we mm -hmm. live in. Uh, and <laughs> I need to take time off for that too. Uh, and just, um, I'm at the point now where I'm working too much. So part of the challenge is um, knowing when to work away and just spend time with my daughter, spend time with my wife. Um, and then just running a business in uh, a time when people are strapped for money is also a little difficult, but um, yeah, we'll make it through. Absolutely. What about like your, let's talk about your office space and like, how do you manage like ergonomics and just, you know, having a child in the home yeah. while you're working? Can you talk about that for a little bit? Yeah. So I don't have my own office space. Uh, that privilege belongs to my wife. Uh, she has occupied the third bedroom upstairs, uh, which she can close off. We made little signs, uh, different colors. So red means go see daddy because mommy can't be disturbed. Uh, and that is the sign mostly on her door. Uh, so, um, my wife has that space. I have, as you can see, I'm basically right in our living room. I have a, a long desk here, um, that I set up my computer so I can 
be even taking meetings or doing writing or whatever uh, while my daughter is in the living room, sometimes watching a movie or playing iPad. Her school desk is, is like right here to my left. Um, so we kind of will share the same workspace as we start school. Um, and then she does have a playroom downstairs, which uh, I can kind of just send her down there if I need a little privacy. But for the most part, we decided that I needed to be available and around. Um, so part of my challenge is learning how to multitask or also like quickly shift between her needs and my needs. And that took a while. Sometimes I can get half an hour work done. Sometimes I rapidly sw uh, switch between five minutes work, five minutes her, five minutes work. Uh, which is not necessarily conducive to productivity, but but we get it. Do you find yourself done. working at certain times of the day, uh, like early in the morning before she wakes up or after she goes to bed, or do you guys both have your yeah. work, same work hours, you and your daughter? Yeah, so I usually try to get up before her. It doesn't always work. Um, and then I, I try to get, basically I work from like 7 a.m. to 11 o'clock, we hit lunch and then sometimes I'll either keep working or we'll spend some time together or I'll do housework. Um, kind of depends on her needs. Like if she's more of an independent kind of mood, I'll go back to work. Otherwise we'll, you know, hang out together. Um, yeah, but we, we do have a basic routine. Morning is, is daddy's work time and afternoon is housework or spending time together. Uh, and then mommy gets home and mommy gets to spend time with her. Uh, yeah. And as far as ergonomics, I, I just got a new chair, which is uh, really nice. Um, I was like going to the chiropractor and massage therapist every week because I had this really like dinky, uh, like unpadded chair without any armrests or something. And I'm 5'3", so like my feet were always dangling and uh, just got this really nice chair. And I can already tell that it's making a huge difference. I'm also 5'3". <laughs> And yeah. I'm in a, a chair that I got from back in my Mayo Clinic days. Uh, we had a Goodwill mm -hmm. that was in Rochester, Minnesota. And every time Mayo Clinic would unload their old office equipment, those of us who were going to be working remotely were able to like go in and swing up and uh, get a chair that would be like an $800 chair brand new and we could get it for $10. But the first one that I got was kind of wonky. And the second one I got is, is probably 20, 30 years old now. And that's what I'm sitting in now. So I'm, I want to hear more about your chair. Yeah. Is it like fully adjustable? Yeah. So it, it like uh, goes up and down like most chairs. And then you can like swing the, the back up and back. Uh, it even like tilts a little bit. So like my the back can be higher than the front. So my feet actually touch. It's like the first chair I've ever had that my feet can actually touch the ground. Um, and it's got armrests, which I haven't had in like four years. Um yeah, and I also have this thing on my desk to elevate my lap my laptop. So if I want to stand, I can, um, and it keeps me from you know looking down like this at my laptop. And do you keep your laptop propped up, and do you have like an external keyboard, or do you how do you, how do you do that? Yeah, so I keep it uh, at at about eye level, um, so I'm looking up instead of down, and I have um, an external keyboard and an external mouse, so I'm not you know sitting like this trying to type. Mm -hmm. uh, I work on a laptop and I have two monitors as well. Uh, so that kind of, uh, I, I do kind of crank my neck looking at my other 
monitors sometimes. So that's probably the, the next thing we figure out how to fix. Mm -hmm. And then what about like getting a little bit of physical activity? Do you just like go run outside with your kid for a little bit or what do you do? Yeah. So we have playtime together. We'll go for a walk uh, on her bike or stuff like that. But I, I have a elliptical right back here, just a little like I could fit it under my desk if I wanted to. I try to uh, actually start my morning doing about 20 minutes of that. Uh, and then sometimes, you know, if I didn't get that, if she woke up early or something, I'll uh, just do like five laps up and down the stairs really quick. I make my, um, I make my son do is, that when he's like super hyper. Yeah. I'm like, you go take five uh, times up and down. <laughs> it is, it is a good workout. I'm usually out of breath by the time I do it. I'm a little off shape, but um, yeah. So just finding what you have around uh, to kind of stay in shape is important because uh, you sit in a chair all day and your muscles and bones get kind of achy. Uh, and I try to avoid that. I think what I found is when I used to work on site, I would have to park my car about seven blocks away when I worked for Mayo Clinic. And yeah. you don't really think about it. It's about an eight minute walk. And then at my lunch yeah. break, you know, I was in downtown Rochester. I could like swing around to the bank and to the restaurants and I could do a lap or two on my breaks. Mm -hmm. And I probably was putting in quite a few miles a day without yeah. even realizing it. And when you're home, it's just like to the bed, to the bathroom, to the kitchen. Yeah. And I realize now, uh, you said elliptical, is it like a manual one or is it like a little foot yeah, one? It's, yeah. You just, you just step into it and it's basically just, just big enough for my feet to fit. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you can like kind of crank up the resistance and stuff. I always do it on the lowest. Uh, just I feel like I've seen it. And like, can you actually be using it at your desk, like under your desk? Yeah, I, I could put it under my desk. I have a little bar under my desk, so it wouldn't fit too well, but it is it is technically made to be under my desk. I'll have you yeah. send me the link for that so I can put it into the show notes. People are curious. Yeah, and your definitely. chair too, because yeah. I'm kind of in the market. My husband just got a new desk and a new chair provided by his company. And he was given like a $500 budget actually. Oh, and that wow. included, he could choose like monitor, chair, desk. Actually the chair was anyone yeah. who lived within 70 miles got the chair. And so he was able to get like a standing desk and um, a monitor yeah. with that money. And I'm a little jealous because I'm in the closet <laughs> and he is in the bedroom. <laughs> and so when he's working on site or when he's not actually mm -hmm. working, sometimes I sneak out and sit at his nice desk and his nice, in his nice chair. It's kind of nice. Do you ever yeah. take over your wife's office? I don't. She's uh, got a lot of like inventory and stuff so if i need a change of scene or if i need to hide from my kid i go lay in my nice uh, queen size bed and just <laughs> sit with my laptop there then they're done that actually yeah. i sometimes go on my bed in order to be closer to my kid because she's got her desk set up next to my husband like you and your daughter do yeah um and yeah. then i come in here when i need to be on a call now do you often do like conference calls or video calls or is most of your communication how do you do it I'd say 90% is probably just via messaging apps, um, but I'm doing more podcasts and phone calls and stuff as I get deeper into project management. Um, so I usually just say, hey, I, uh, I'm in a meeting. Uh, you have to go play iPad for a little bit or go play in your playroom and uh, just pretend like you're not here. Uh, and miraculously it usually works. I can't believe it because I have a five-year-old and she is the she's literally the opposite of that <laughs> yeah well 
Uh, we got let's talk about some of the tools you just talked about you said messaging apps what kind of tools do you use as far as like we just talked about like ergonomics and like desk equipment and and physical exercise stuff but let's talk about like digital tools what do you use yeah so uh, as far as messaging goes i usually use discord um it's kind of the new kid on the block for messaging um you can do voice and have almost like it's almost like a forum uh except for it doesn't like pin stuff very well, uh, but you can have different channels and stuff. It's it's very good for um, carrying on multiple projects or conversations at once. Um, so that's what I use mostly for messaging. Um, and then I use Google Docs for pretty much everything. Mm-hmm, I do too. Uh, writing, editing. It's, yeah, oh, I just love Google Docs. Uh, and then as far as actual like organization or project management, I use Trello. Mm-hmm. Yep. Tell me, why do you like Trello? It's just very streamlined and it's very intuitive. Like I don't need a lot of bells and whistles. I've used stuff like Slack or Airtable mm-hmm. and those are great, but it's it's more than I need. Um, so I just prefer to streamline it so I'm not messing with or using a bunch of distracting tools that I don't need. Right. Well, let me see here. We've got a few more questions and then I think we can wrap things up, but okay. What are some things that you would like to improve? And I think you've mentioned a little bit in your work from home situation that would make, now I know that we're in a pandemic right now, but even so, what are some things that you feel like would help you with that work-life balance? Yeah, I think um, remembering why I work from home. I work from home for the freedom, uh, for the ability to be around my daughter and provide her what she needs. Um, so I think the times that I lose track of that is when I tend to work more, mm. ironically. Um, so just being better with that mindset. Um, and then I I can guarantee that I will need uh, improvement in my time management skills as school starts. Out. Oh, yeah. It's um, a whole new ball game. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like excited and also like very, very worried about not getting any work done. Um, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, she's independent and stuff. Do you know if your online classes, um, for your daughter will have like a set meeting time every day, or is it going to be kind of different all the time? Yeah. So from what I'm told, there's, there's only two uh, like online actual live classes a week for half an hour, twice Hmm. a week. So like, based on what I heard of other schools, like we really lucked out there. Uh, that just means I'm doing more of the hands-on teaching myself. So kind of a trade-off, but. And some people would say you lucked out and some people would say, what? <laughs> I want my kid to be occupied more. Uh, our daughter is getting yeah, about exactly. 15 minutes in the morning and we haven't even had small groups developed yet. And it's been like five weeks. So I had, okay. when I signed her up for half day kindergarten, I didn't want to have to pay the extra $300 a month for her to be in full day kindergarten and have to have me yep. helping her for those extra hours. And so I thought if we just do the half day, it'll be really consolidated. She'll have like all the learning in the morning. And I was envisioning two or three hours of her on a computer every day. And it was like 15 minutes. So that just means that she's, like I said, she's not one that plays independently very well. And she's like our little buddy right now. We're, we're hanging out a lot. Um, Yeah. I'm sure it'll take some adjusting. mm -hmm. I'll give you one tip. If you can set recurring alarms for those dates and I do a five minute reminder and a two minute alarm that goes off before the class. 
Because five minutes, you can get distracted and forget what you were doing and that you need to log in. Trust me. Yeah. Yep. I definitely could see that happening to myself. Yeah. I will take that advice. So you mentioned that you're getting some housekeeping help. Is there anything else that would make yes. this a dream job for you? I know you're on your way. Um, yeah, I, I guess just like getting more formal or professional training for doing these jobs that I'm just kind of making up on my own or like having um, like a group of contacts or something, basically like what you're starting, a bunch of people in the same spot um, and, and with various skills uh, that, you know, we can kind of just draw from or tap into as needed. Uh, I, I think that's very useful. Thank I you for saying that. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm super excited about what you're doing. Um, and I, I think it's, it's a huge help having those resources just all in one place. Um, so, Do you know other yeah. people who work from home? Do a lot of the people that you freelance with, are they all, obviously now many people are, but did you have like a community at all of people who work like you do from home? Yeah, I mean, a bunch of them do this just as a side gig, uh, but especially lately, a lot of them are home. Um, and a lot of, a few of them do it full time. Like I do. So I, I do know a good, uh, a good crowd of people at home, but it's like, it's not, not something that we talk about. Like, mm. And I, I don't know why. You just talk about um, work, but you don't talk about the lifestyle. Yeah. I feel like people just kind of like, feel like they just have to deal with it and handle it on their own. Right. And like, they don't realize like what talking about it and sharing their struggles is going to, is how it's going to help them find people to empathize with or to, you know, give them legit advice about, you know, you, your back doesn't have to hurt working from home right. or, you know, you don't have to get distracted by Facebook every five right. minutes. I do sometimes, but. Uh, have I told you by yeah. my magic trick about Facebook? No. Oh, yes. yes I did. did. Okay. I'll tell everyone else though. Yeah. So yeah. I, I use Facebook a lot uh, for business uh, for multiple reasons, uh, different jobs I've had along the past and currently and now and future and just being part of like this community of entrepreneurs. But especially like during the pandemic and the news and the school options and all the things that are going on, it's easy to get sucked in for like what, four or five hours. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to yeah. lie. I mean, this happened. And Newsfeed Eradicator is a Chrome extension you can use, and it basically hides your timeline, your newsfeed. It hides your newsfeed so that all you see is an inspirational quote. And you can, yep. you can still use it. You can still search for, like, if I want to go check out Ryan, I can check out, I can just type in your name, and it'll bring me straight to your wall. I can see what you've been up to. I can go to my groups. I can see my notifications. I can see my messages. I can see all the things I need to see, except for the noise that distracts. And yeah, I do. The temptation is not there. I do yeah. keep it on my phone, but I put a timer on my phone. So I am using, uh, I, I have an iPhone. So I use the screen time feature mm -hmm. and I put a limit, a time limit of how much time and it gives me a warning. And then I have to um, put in a, a passcode. And I, I've tried to train myself that when that warning goes off to just opt out, to just back out yeah. and just be like, oh, yep, my time's up. Unless I'm like literally in the middle of a conversation, but. Yeah. It's, 
Yeah, those are that's excellent advice. I should follow. It's helped it. me so much, and it just helps me have a lot more peace during this time yeah. with people with so much noise and information. And yeah. I still get to see. Oh, and also another tip on Facebook is to mark the people that you really are interested in following as like your close friends, or to see first, yep. or to be notified when they do post, so that your mm -hmm. feed is filled with the the maybe the more positive things that you want to see if you if you yeah. feel like you're getting down into that rabbit hole of neg negativity definitely so that has also yeah. just helped me i do see the stuff but i don't see it as much yeah yeah that's that's all excellent advice yep. so ryan how can people find you well i have facebook twitter and email so uh you can find uh you can reach out to me on my personal facebook account uh at ryan.langer i mm -hmm. think is the facebook uh you can reach out to me on twitter at realm warp m i couldn't fit the whole name in there uh or you can email me at realmwarpmedia at gmail.com and i'm always happy to uh take questions about working from home or uh take your editing or writing commissions if you want to pay me uh, did you mention a you website know, that, that i missed that uh I do have a website. Yes, it is realmwarpmedia.card, C-A-R-R-D dot C-O. Dot co. And we should probably just mention that Langer doesn't have an E in it because I lived with that name yes. for 31 years. And <laughs> yes. it's Langer, L-A-N-G-R. It was yes. Czechoslovakian or something from there, over there. Yes. Yeah, they took out the E for some reason. That doesn't make sense, but it makes us huge. Yes, it's easier to find you when you can spell it right. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you, Ryan. Is there anything else that you want to share with people that might inspire people who are getting started or to encourage those that are in the middle of it, of working from home? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, if, if you can work from home, if you can justify it financially, um, you know, take the leap and do it. It's definitely an adjustment, but uh, the amount of freedom that you have and the amount of flexibility that you have is is worth it. Uh, and just commit to training yourself to getting into those good habits, and you know, it it can you it can even improve a job that you don't like. Yeah, um, so just go for right. it. Right. I had a job with Mayo Clinic that I didn't enjoy when I was on site. But when it allowed me to move to a new city where I could keep my same job and my benefits and my higher base rate that I had from working from yeah. a Minnesota company, um, when I lived in another state that had a lower cost of living, they also had lower pay. And so I was able to live in a nicer house. Does that make, yeah, that makes yeah. sense, right? I was able to live yeah. in a nicer house yeah. than I could have yeah. in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, because you move to a more affordable area. Now, with yep. you, you are an entrepreneur, and so you do have that time mm -hmm. flexibility. And some people who work from home don't. They have to still clock Correct. in. Have you ever had that experience mm -hmm. of having to work for another employer for cert at certain hours or anything like that? Uh, when I when I had a real job, yeah. Um, but never from home, no. Um, I could see how that would make it a little more difficult, but... Um, and and I I do understand that a lot of people like the sociability that they get at work. Um, so I think if you are working from home and you crave that uh, kind of interaction, definitely find some way to do that. Be it uh, through Zoom meetings or 
you know, keeping a, a text app open or whatever, uh, as long as your employer is okay with that. But um, working from home doesn't have to mean isolation. Or starting a hobby, a local hobby with like real people. Yeah. What do you do? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't really need friends. <laughs> uh, you and my husband. Uh, no, no, I'm kidding. That's not true. Um, I... Yeah, that might be one area where I need to work in. Um, but I, I'm really quite happy with just my wife and daughter for the most mm-hmm. part. And I, for the most part, I really enjoy the my coworkers um, because it's a naturally fun job. So I, I will spend some time talking with them most days going off on tangents that aren't work related, uh, but it fulfills that social need. And I, I think, I think that's great. You know, you, you gather around the the coffee pot or the water cooler at work. So why not, why not do that at home? Right. And you said you had the D and D going for a while too. Yep. Yep. And I, I play with my colleagues occasionally. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. And I think we'll call this a wrap. Thank you so much, Ryan. Thank you for having me. And say hi to grandma. If you see her soon. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much.